Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. The Do Something list has changed hundreds of women's lives, including my own. If you have been wanting to make your own but need some help with doing just that, go to aboutprogress.com slash DSL to get your free training. I know we've all heard that saying, make plans and God laughs. And while that may be very true for many parts of our lives, We often face these kind of what's next periods where we do have a sort of deadline that we know in advance is coming when life will change. We're going to transition from seasons and we're going to transition within our responsibilities and we have that ability to think in advance. Now, one of those transitions that comes up a lot, that kind of what's next phase that I see often in uh, this community is when we have stay-at-home mothers who are full-time stay-at-home moms who are now transitioning to their youngest, going to school, and them having one, a bit more time, and also two, maybe 
a bit more desire to either add to what they do during the day or to change it completely, including moving towards a career. For those of uh, the women who are in that typical what's next phase, some of them don't even know where to start and that's okay. In my experience, that's where the DSL can help you a lot. But other women seem to have the opposite problem, but it's just as much of a problem where there's so many possibilities and so many directions that figuring out what's next is just as confusing. That's what you're going to hear from the woman who participated in a coaching call with me recently. Her name is Megan. She is a full-time stay-at-home mom to five children and about to come up to that what's next phase of her youngest joining grade school as a kindergartner full-time. And Megan has a lot of passions, a lot of interests, and a lot of potential options, but with that, a lot of confusion. Our goal in this conversation was to help her get more clarity and help her figure out where she can go from here. It's not the full picture where we now know what job she's doing or anything like that, but it is one of those times where we were able to help her apply some filters to the many options and and get that clarity that she really needed. Whether or not you are facing this transition yourself, I'm sure there's a what's next phase coming for you soon. And this coaching call is sure to help you with whatever you are facing in that upcoming transition. Megan, thanks for doing this coaching call with me today. Oh, I'm so glad you asked me to. This is going to be so good. I want to hear a little of an introduction from you. Okay. I'm originally from Wyoming, Northern Wyoming. I came down to Utah for school and I found my husband there. We moved to Arizona and lived there for three years. And then we came back to Utah for work. I'm a mother of five kids. And my baby is turning five in August and headed out to all day kindergarten. Yeah. Big shift. And that's why you're actually here today, I believe. So how about you tell us why this shift is bringing you to coaching today? Okay. Well, I feel like truly adequately set you up. I'll tell you a little bit of background. So after my fourth baby, I started to realize I just wasn't myself anymore. I I don't think that I was fully showing up in my marriage as a mother. My, by the time I had my fourth child, my oldest was six. So it was four kids, six years old and younger. And, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of work physically, mentally, and emotionally. So I kind of lost myself a little bit and come to the conclusion it was time to get some help. So I actually started therapy with a psychologist who practices cognitive behavioral therapy. So we worked a lot on getting rid of that all or nothing thinking, that overgeneralizing that I would often do. And it's, you're gonna laugh when I tell you what he diagnosed me with. So in my coding, whatever, my diagnosis is, I'm a perfectionist who has an achievement addiction. Wow. (laughs) I'm not going to laugh. It's more like, yes, I get this. Yeah. Well, I mean, like listening to you for years is like, I think she knows. So yeah, yeah, I just spent years really just going through this process of self-realization and just becoming really aware of my thought patterns, 
where they often go when I'm either stressed or tired or hungry and, and kind of just giving myself a lot more grace and also learning more about kind of the way I process things, the way I think. And I found myself going from being an all-in mom. Sometimes it was like two kids in diapers at one time. Mm-hmm. And I just started tiptoeing into trying the things that I used to love. And you're actually one of the people who taught me even that that was something I could do. So I started getting into choirs, auditioning for shows. I started doing some more nutrition consulting. That's what I studied at BYU. I studied dietetics. I ended up getting a lead role in a play, which turned into a part-time job, teaching music for a musical theater program. That eventually led into me working for a pretty well-known artist in Utah, doing some marketing and some public relations. That led into me doing a full-on artist development program where I was working with like Hollywood coaches, Broadway coaches, and I was thinking, okay, I think I'm just going to get back into performing. And then I just started realizing, you know what, Megan, (laughs) motherhood is so important to me. And there's times and seasons, and it was like I needed that artist development class to realize there really aren't too many opportunities to perform in the way that the, at least my way of thinking of performing, and still be present for my children after school. I mean, unfortunately, rehearsals are always between those hours of 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. So I thought, you know what, maybe I'll just start getting into some acting gigs. Maybe I'll do that. And then something happened this last spring. I got some really critical feedback from a very close family member of mine. Mm -hmm. I think where it was coming from is I'm not the best communicator. Like I'm not the best at like calling up family and staying connected all the time. And I just dive into whatever I'm doing, right? I gave you a test taste of all the different things I love to do. And so when, when you're away from those family members that are so close to you for so long, they're not seeing all the progress and change along the way, but they were seeing a lot of like, you know, the things I was doing on social media and they were, they were seeing that. And it was almost like the things that I was trying out to rediscover myself was really bothering them. Okay. Yeah. So I quit everything. I I stopped social media for like nine months and hardly got on it at all. I went back to cognitive therapy and I just started getting really just even more secure in my identity. Good. I love hearing that. Yeah. It was less like the accomplishments. I should even ask you, did you post yesterday's episode so I could hear that before? <laughs> yes. It was like, wait, wait. yes, hearing, hearing you talking about what it was purpose. Yes. Living yeah. purpose instead of just seeking for what your purpose is, but really living with it. I found myself doing that starting last spring into really in the last few months, just savoring every minute, realizing, gosh, my oldest is almost 15 and just being really present, realizing these kids aren't going to be around forever. There's so many ways that I've enjoyed supporting my husband. And, And anyways, I just found myself getting really present. And then 
January rolls around and it's time to start registering my baby for kindergarten and he will be going to kindergarten all day. He'll be with his older siblings. He's so ready for it. And I just started thinking, I'm going to have a chunk of time that yeah. I have not had for almost 15 years. Could I start tiptoeing back into some of those things which I canceled yeah. in the last year? And now I'm almost, it's, it's like, I'm not sure where my passions are anymore. What, what do I want to do? Which one do I want to try out? Where do I want to go? And I've been in the meantime, I'm a doer. So I've been applying for jobs. I've applied for three different jobs at the kids' school. None of them have been a good fit. I, just yesterday, one of the guys that I've been doing some music production with, I, I for a while I was writing music, he reached out and said, hey, where are you in your music production? It just feels like all these options keep coming to me when the, when the jobs were not falling into place like I thought they would earlier this spring my husband said do you go back to school mm -hmm. so it's like there's all these options and I can't figure out where my heart is anymore <laughs> yeah okay can I go back to one thing kind of briefly when you when that one comment from a family member led to you just quitting all the pursuits you talked about how you then worked on being more present which I I, I see from how you're saying it is a positive for you that you learned to kind of be more present, but was that comment and those actions that followed more out of like hurt and fear, or is it more out of you realizing I kind of went the other direction, like too far. And I want to back up a bit. Yeah, it was hurt. I was hurt. Mm -hmm. I was hurt for a while. Uh, I mean, we both played roles in that. Like there was responsibility on both ends of that, but I was hurt. And I think I allowed myself to feel hurt for a while. It kind of led though into feeling victimized. Mm -hmm. So it's really been in the last two months that I've had this kind of eye-opening realization that I was letting myself feel like a victim. Okay maybe even demonizing that criticism too much. Yeah. And I just, it's, it's way better on this side. I'm feeling way better on this side of things. Well, I asked that just because I think it paints the picture of what it looks like when you are learning to reprioritize yourself or to make yourself even be on the list of your yeah. responsibilities, including having your own outlets and passions and interests and even work that you are pursuing and how Oftentimes what happens is this roller coaster of, of, of riding an exciting wave and then it going down and then riding an exciting wave and then it going down. And sometimes that comes with a comment that strikes a raw nerve because we as women often feel a little bit of that shame still, even when we're riding that ride and seeing the benefits of it, we can have that lingering shame that just wants, that can be stroked so easily into a flame with someone who often has their own regrets yeah. to make those kind of comments. So I just wanted to come back to that to kind of understand that better because it's helping me see now what's less about you wanting to make decisions with that person's voice in your head, nor is it wanting to make decisions out of a place of throwing spaghetti at the wall kind of, which you went through that explorative time, which is so important. Now it's more like, how do I listen to myself and how do I make 
real steps moving forward based off of all that I've learned about myself the last few years. Is that where you're at? Yep, you hit the nail on the head. Okay, and if we were to frame this as a question, what's the question here that you want to have answered today for yourself? Where, where is my heart? I have so many things that I love to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure women who are listening, who don't have an inkling of interests and passions, they're almost feeling jealous of you. (laughs) And I say that to not dismiss this problem. I want to tell them, this is what it will be like. You will have that explorative time. And then you will get to this point where you're like, now I need to make steps of what's next. And that is hard too. It's hard period. It's hard. And I I will tell you that sometimes we've had conversations between me and my husband and he's like, sometimes it is a little hard to support you because you are kind of all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. So now you're ready. You're ready to have more of a direction. Okay. I want to zoom out a little bit circumstantially because this matters in where we're going with this going forward. What circumstances need to be met here with what you do moving forward? Meaning are there financial things that you need to meet or not? Does that not really matter as much? Is it you trying to help support the family? Is it you trying to find more fulfillment through your work? Is it you just wanting to find a work and fulfillment doesn't matter? Let's talk about circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, So I would love to contribute financially to our family. And it's not something that's like, I must, but it sure would be great if I did. Um, There's also a part of me that really wants, that really wants to, you Mm -hmm. know, since I have been married with children, I've largely been at home and the money that I would make, I've done some blogging. It's, it's just pennies, right? Yeah. It's not important and it doesn't, it doesn't show my value at all, but there's a curiosity in me to know if I could. Right. Okay. And Um, what, I just want to follow up with that. What is curious to you about that? Like how it would feel, how it would change things in your family financially. Would it shift your own perspective of your value? Although you just said like, it's not about like, you've been able to remove like what I do is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it would free up some opportunities. If I were contributing, then it would open up those opportunities to go on adventures as a family, Mm -hmm. to do a few things for our home. So like financially, that's what that looks like. So more freedom as a family to, to have fun together. And I ask that because like, I do, you know, coach women who need to figure out what's next, but they also like the paycheck needs to happen yesterday, or they have a little bit more time to figure it out as they go. But it's nice to know like what that looks like for you. What other circumstances were you going to bring up other factors that are at play here? Uh, Remind me what the other one was. You said financial and then it's, it's, it involves like how, what your time needs to look like. Do you. Do you, do you only have like a couple hours a day and that you need to fit things in there? Or do you have like a bigger block? Is this more about 
like a bigger picture, what's next at career wise, or is this just more like, how do I spend my days? It sounds like you want to contribute financially. So it is a a career-based thing. So So it really has to be during the day, right? It has to be between the time I drop kids off at school to when I pick them up. So that's what eliminates auditioning for the next big show at Hale. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, I I can see that. Not at this season. And honestly, it's taken me like two years to make peace with the fact that that's actually not what I want. Those conversations that we have on our way to choir practice for the kids and on our way home from basketball practice, it's, I mean, those are moments where I do a lot of teaching and do a lot of listening that helps me be a better mom. Like I, I don't want to give that up, but it's taken me a while to come to that conclusion. But then I I just feel this desire that it's, it's time to grow. Hmm. I'm a learner and I, I just, I want to be challenged. I want to learn something new, brush up on an old skill. And so that's, that's kind of where that motivation is coming to look into a career or education because it's time for me to time for me to grow again. Okay. Okay. So based off of what, what we've been talking about so far, here are the things we know you need to meet. I am moving towards what career can I do while my kids are at school that will help me contribute financially, but also challenge me. And I I think Mm -hmm. as you're saying that as a challenge, it's, 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 it's going to a value. I, I can see you have about learning and growing and progressing that way too. Is that all yeah. sounding right to you? Yes. And even just you saying that it's like, okay, now some things are making sense. Okay. What things are making sense? That's actually what I was just going to ask you next. Okay. And hearing yes. it back, what are you yes. like? Oh, yes. now I know no to these things or yes to these things. Yep. I mean, the first three things you said were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fourth one, it, it has to challenge me. Mm-hmm. That helps me realize why I still have not finished my application for a particular job at the school. Okay. It's not going to challenge me, right? Okay. Let's talk about that then, because that seems to be your biggest sifter moving forward. And it's not like we're going to go get on ZipRecruiter here and be like, okay, I'm going to help you go through all these things and we'll choose one. It's more as you do that, or you're asking around, or you're looking for opportunities, you're going to have that be part of the big sift is yeah. what will challenge me. In what ways do you wish to be challenged? I really feel like it's in an education way. It's in a way where I got to open the books back up and either relearn a few things or, or go into learning something completely new. Okay. This is for yourself, education for yourself, learning wise. Yeah. yeah. That's big. Okay. Anything mm-hmm. else? I I get excited about having the structure that I would need and that I, I would be required to have to make all this work. Okay. So if it's if it's school, that's something that I'm really gonna have to create a space and a structure to do. Mm-hmm. Like right, I've always been a really structured person, but because my work is at home, a lot of it, you know, the deadlines aren't as strict as they were in school. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if I was an employer or an employee, 
So I get kind of excited about that too, that challenge of really sticking to a schedule again. No, I, I totally get what you mean. It's not that you don't have schedules or deadlines. It's more that they're a bit more flexible and inward driven instead of it being outward driven. So it's kind of like the, the two will work together as you're moving yeah. forward. Okay. Anything else challenge wise? I don't know if this applies, but I just had this thought. And, and sometimes this might look like running away <laughs> from my responsibilities, but, but it's actually exciting for me to think about being less available mm-hmm. to my family. That sounds horrible, but I'll explain. <laughs> I, I feel myself as a mother, oftentimes like enabling mm-hmm. certain teach my children. Self-reliance is so important to me that if I was a little less available, yeah, I feel like the lessons might come a little more naturally. Yes. I, yeah. I 100% get this. Okay. okay. This is awesome. So we know the ways you want to be challenged is within your own personal learning challenge structure wise in terms of how you're spending your days, which can be like good and hard at the same time and encouraging your value of self-reliance within your children. And I like that this is a time and season thing too. It's not like you're saying to like a two-year-old, yes, you got to learn how to be self-reliant make yourself your own food or do your own clothes. It's like, no, they are old enough and it's time they are ready for this challenge too. Good for you to recognize that. Do you wake up yawning and rolling yourself out of bed with groggy eyes after a long night in and out of your child's room, trying to coax them back to sleep with the hatch rest? Your child will sleep better so that you can too. The Hatch Rest is an innovative all-in-one sleep device designed just for kids. It's both a sound machine and nightlight that grows with your children. During the newborn stage, Hatch helps make for a soothing and comfortable sleep environment with continuous sounds like white noise, wind, rain, and lullabies. As your child grows, Hatch allows toddlers and big kids to build sleep independence with customized color and sound cues. The time for bed pairing alerts them when it's time to wind down for the night. And in the morning, their special time to rise signal helps to teach them when it's okay to get out of bed for the day, keeping those early risers in bed longer. With five kids, I think we have experienced any sort of sleep problem you can imagine. But with our newest baby, one of the biggest ones has been that he could not sleep next to everybody else. And guess what? His room is literally attached to the kitchen. There was no other place for him to go. Once we got the hatch rest, it made such a big difference in his sleep. It really blocked out the noise in ways that the other sound machines that we had did not. And at night, I love that I'm able to, after the other kids go down on the app, on my phone, lower the sound. So that way he doesn't have to sleep with it so high all night, as well as uh, I can use the little nightlight function when I come in to nurse him a few times each night. I have been such a big fan that I've been recommending it to my cousins who are having their first babies. And I really wish I had this from day one. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners up to 15% off your purchase of a Hatch Rest and free shipping at hatch.co slash progress. So if you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and yourself, go to hatch.co slash progress to get up to 15% off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash progress.
as we're kind of making sense of this challenge piece, we know better what you're looking for in terms of time. And you want to be able to make money with time and how you're going to be challenged. What can you sift away now? Like that you were kind of thinking of what can you now say either it's on the back burner or you're just like, Nope, that's just not something I need to even think about. Yeah. Like the two jobs that are even available that I even had my eye on at the school, I can sift that right out. It's, okay. it's not going to meet the challenge marker. Okay. I hope the musicians out there don't kill me, <laughs> <laughs> but the music production, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to sift it at the way that I've been doing it in the past has cost a lot of money mm-hmm. and it's, typically not money that you see back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've made more than a dollar on Spotify with the song, the song that's on there. Right. I guess yeah. we'll probably sift that one out so we can sift out the way that I've been doing it. Okay. The way I've done it is with a lot of collaboration, right? A very skilled mm-hmm. pianist who accompanies and really like helps me write the whole thing. The studio that I pay, like if I, if I want to keep going into writing music, it's probably going to have to be, this would be still spending money, but it would check the box of the challenge in getting more education on how to do some of those things on my own. Okay. Yeah. This is where it's great. You can say like, no, in this way, but maybe in this way. So that's something you can have on your list now, like learning about music production in a formal capacity with maybe going back to school or I don't know if you could become an apprentice for somebody. I don't know if people do those kinds of things. Like maybe learning for you doesn't also mean you go back to school. That's another thing we have to consider. The way things look doesn't mean you have to toss out the baby with the bathwater. Right. So it doesn't mean you have to go back to school. You just need to be able to learn and to be challenged to learn new things. Okay. And have that time part as well. I'm, I know I just kind of went like a little bit, Ooh, let's go like, oh wander there, but I just wanted to bring that up too. That's, I just got my notebook out. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is good stuff. Okay. So let's actually talk about what are the options then? I know you said there are many that you can sift away now. And we just basically talked about two and I know there's more in your mind, but let's talk about what can maybe make it through this filter. Now, tell me, tell me what's coming up for you. So in the past many moons ago, (laughs) I used to do nutrition consulting and it was usually for women. Uh, That's something that wouldn't require a whole lot of investment of money to get back at, but I could do simultaneously. I could simultaneously consult while getting more education. Okay. And would that look like a master's degree, a post-grad program, for the extra yeah. learning part? It could be, it could be post-baccalaureate classes to brush up on some, I mean, clinical nutrition changes all, all the time. Yeah. And I would brush up on some of that. There's also certifications that I could do. Mm. But the particular approach that I use the most, I would just need to go get certified in it. Okay. Yeah. That makes So you can follow that crumb already. It's not like you're starting with a blank slate here. You do have like, this is the way that I prefer to teach. And I want to lean more into that. That's another filter for you. Even with that nutrition piece. Writing it down. (laughs) 
Is that the main area you were considering more education was with nutrition or were there other things at musical music production as well was one you brought up, but. Uh, I mean, I wasn't even considering education until my husband brought it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When he listens to this, he'll be like, why did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I was, I was considering working. It's so funny. I don't have education in marketing at all, but in the last few jobs that I have had, I always ended up marketing Hmm. for whoever I was working for. So I've thought about, I mean, I have, I have applied for marketing jobs since then. And that's something that I could do, but I could also really use what I've learned in those prior jobs to market my own website that I've had for years. Nutrition. Yes. Okay. It's there's there's nutrition education on there and there's a lot of recipes. So a lot of application to feeding families, being well-rounded without extremes. Hey, you just shared your niche right there and your kind of your your (laughs) your main mission there. That's awesome. Here's the thing about online entrepreneurship, which you know because you did you have done this in many, in different capacities, but now putting them all together for yourself, I have learned way more that I ever thought possible and not gone back to business school through my online work. I've been challenged in ways doing it. Yes. In the doing. So again, this is not me saying don't go back to school. And it's not me saying you have to go back to school, but it's also, it's, it's weirdly us putting more filters on while also giving you more room for possibility within how the way this looks. Does that make sense? So it doesn't mean you have to go get a master's degree in marketing in order to help your nutrition business, or you have to go back to get a master's in nutrition or do maybe the certifications will help you, but it doesn't have to be this narrow vision. It's more about these other Mm -hmm. things we talked about. I'm so good at putting myself in that box too, right? Oh, I guess I better go back to school. You know, Megan, what's, what's interesting is by the end of this call, it's not my goal to help you figure out what's next, like in a sentence. Yeah. But what it is, is those two things I said, let's figure out what filters we can apply so that we can cross things off our list. And that we have a lens. Now that filter acts as a lens for what am I looking for? And then how can I also open myself to possibilities of how it can unfold in ways I may not be including right now, or because of my lingering perfectionism, thinking that has to look a certain way, like achievement wise, like a degree or a a certificate, although that can maybe helpful that shows I'm ready to do this thing or that I can be good at it or that I learned this thing when really you can live it out. Does that Mm -hmm. change anything for you about how this decision process will go for you moving forward? Yeah. Yeah, I think that it actually helps me be a little more brave to just try, right? Like combining all the things that I have dipped my toes into and learned, throwing spaghetti on the wall. Mm -hmm. I love that. Maybe I could use all of that to invest in my own business. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I feel like sitting with that is a good thing to do. Because I feel like there was like, I mean, kind of being woo woo, but there was like an energy shift, even as you said that. Yeah. And maybe your fear is blocking you from 
in the past, at least in the recent past of being able to even see that as an option, because you thought you had to reach certain outside metrics in order to pursue that when really it might have everything you just talked about what you want. And I can tell you the exact fear, right? There's that imposter syndrome that's like, well, I don't have the MBA to say I can start my own business. I actually am not a registered dietitian. I didn't do my internship because I went full force into supporting my husband and I had a baby instead. So me consulting people on nutrition, right? I don't have those little badges. And I think what you said about those, those perfectionistic ways of, of doing things. Yeah, I think you, you uncovered what that fear is. That I don't have that RD behind my name or MBA. This is one of those things like, let's say you do decide you want to do that. You want to have that title because it will add to the credibility, but you don't have to wait for that in order to start moving into this career in a different way. Coaching has a lot of freedom in that way, but also that's a whole other conversation about how that can be misused. You're not one of those people that I see misusing it in that capacity, but I will say giving yourself just that moment of saying, what would that look like? And what would that feel like? And does it meet the, the, the metrics that I wanted to meet here of, of yeah. what I want this to look like both with hours and eventually money. Cause we know that will take time and yeah. you have that time and the challenges that I want and why I want those challenges, then maybe it's something I can start moving in. And here's, what's going to happen from here. It's going to take shape differently than you even decided right now together. Like, let's say you decide tonight, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. It's going to look different than you thought because that's how all decisions go. I'm sure that's how it's gone with your marriage, with raising kids, with your major that you chose, anything that you've done in your life where you've had to make those big decisions. It always unfolds differently. So my challenge to you is one, I want to hear back from you about how you're going through this decision-making process still, because I know, and I'm very aware that you still need to go through this process, but I see that yeah. taking some more time. And I'm, I want to hear from you, like how that's going and where you get stuck along the way or what you decide to do. But two, as you okay. move through it, remembering that the point of this all is to have those metrics being met and welcoming in the journey that's going to require from you and the pivots it's going to require that pivots are okay. The opportunities might come up that you never expected or that you will decide, yes, this is something I want to do. Now, just a quick example. I did this with coaching. Like I thought like I need a coaching certification in order to be a coach. I actually started coaching before I got that as a test to myself and also to learn what I wanted to get certified in. It gave me more information with time, like, okay, this is the kind of coaching I want to get certified in. So I went and did that. But then I got on that trap of thinking I need more certifications in order to keep showing people that I am good at what I do. And I got to the point realizing like all these certification processes that I'm looking into or programs, I'm actually teaching. I I'm good at everything. They're teaching people how to do. So I don't need that. So there was kind of like a little pivot there, but at the same time, 
I now just like today realize there's another one I do want. And it's not because I need to put a, a stamp on that to show people. It's because I now have more information that's helping me know that's mm-hmm. where I want to head next. So be ready for the ride and hold on to those filters we talked about. And ultimately what this is about for you deeper. How's yeah. that sitting for you? Oh, it just sounds exciting. It just sounds fun. Oh, I love that. So moving <laughs> forward, you're, you're, it seems like you're going to have less fear and more oh, curiosity. Yeah. I, I would tell you that the, the main thing that I learned from my most recent journey in music production and performance mm-hmm. was this. It, it was the roller coaster of thinking I knew what I wanted to do. And then there was an obstacle. Yeah. And then I got back on the train and then you'd get critical feedback. And then the imposter syndrome would come on and then get secure in my identity again. Mm. So I, yeah, I, I have learned that I have to be really humble going into anything that I do because I, I just, yeah. And I get that kick in the pants so many times when I think that I know how to do it. <laughs> and really my way is typically never the best one. I usually yep. have to have multiple heads thinking about things. There's meditation that takes place there. And that's when, when the best ideas really come like this, like this meeting that we've just had, like the clarity that I'm feeling right now of really starting to narrow down this big, huge list of things I love to do. I I just can't do all this processing on my own. Yeah. Well, and I, I brought up my story one, just to help you see like that, that tug of war between identity, like coming back to yourself and then that identity being challenged through like obstacles or failure or mistakes or criticism or doubt and and things taking a different route. That's, that's what it looks like. So when you get to that, which might happen tomorrow or like in in a year or two, just remember that's part of the process. And it doesn't mean the decision you made is the wrong one. It means it's just part of the pivot to your path, to your greater path of where you're headed next. Yes. I'm so glad you shared that because even just what you said about, Hey, I started coaching before I actually had the certification. It helps me be a little bit braver about starting. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I feel like I'm always like, well, uh, as soon as I can get that education, then I'll start. As soon as I can get that certification, then I'll start. And sometimes it's the starting that helps you know what kind of certification you want or what more education you need professionally. So I'm excited for what's going to happen next. I want you to again, come back to me and and let me know how the decision-making process goes as well as how it unfolds before we leave. I want to hear what you want to remember from this conversation. You talked about having some clarity. What do you want to hold on to clarity wise? I just, I really want to take away this feeling of out of the box, that it doesn't have to be this perfectionistic Mm -hmm. way of figuring out what I want to do. Like it, it really, there, there's just so many options and the options aren't overwhelming, but within these filters, I guess what you said, what filters shall I be applying here? And how can that open myself up to more possibilities? I think that's, that's the takeaway here. Mama. One second.
yeah, I think we're well past it. So it's very patient of them. Okay. Megan, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being willing to do this call with me today. Thank you for asking me to. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I'll now share the progress pointers from this episode. These are the notes I took so you don't have to. And those on my newsletter, get them in a graphic form each week. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com newsletter. Number one, after you move through an explorative time, you may struggle to pinpoint what is next and where your heart is. This is normal. Number two, consider your circumstances, what needs need to be met, as well as what desires you'd love to fulfill. These answers act as a filter to what's next. Number three, once you've narrowed things down, you can then open yourself to possibility within those confines. Number four, remember that decisions always play out differently than expected. It doesn't mean you've chosen wrong. It's all part of the pivots that your greater path will require of you. Those progress pointers definitely apply to any of you who are in a what's next phase. And if you have a little bit of time to be able to think about, uh, think about it all in advance, I hope that you thinking through these progress pointers and applying the filter to your many options will help you narrow it down and get more clarity on where you can proceed from here. Before we go, I have some big things coming for you this fall. It's all going to be under my new Finding Me Academy uh, umbrella of many things to come, but the first is about to launch this fall. I'm so excited. It's especially for those of you who want a community of people who get you other listeners to this podcast, primarily who are ready to do more of the day-to-day actions that it requires to find progress in your life, but do so in a way that's fun and motivating and with other women who do get you. You can sign up to be first in the know for when we're ready to open the doors and announce what the formal name is of what's next under Finding Me Academy. You can do that at aboutprogress.com slash Finding Me Academy. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Oh, what, what's the word that they often use? Senior moment. <laughs> Scarcity. It's not self-sabotage, but it's like imposter syndrome, oh, mm-hmm. right? And I can tell you the exact fear, right? What There's is it? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.